Okay, welcome back to another episode of Retrospect, the retro gaming podcast where we talk about the latest and craziest news or any kind of subject that we think is necessary to talk about. Now, in the last episode, we spoke about Chinese handhelds, where they're going, what they're up to, and how they're going to get better. But in this episode, I want to talk about something official from Nintendo and something I really want to see them do, and that is a Game Boy remake could it be a possibility what is there to expect from it when could they do it what price range could it be in Uh, and basically just go through a few concepts and ideas that i want to see and what they should do if they do ever come out with one now the game boy remake is something that nintendo will absolutely do but when I'm not 100% sure. We have the Analog Pocket coming out in the near future. Apparently, it's the summer of this year. Now, that is basically what I would say is the nearest we're going to get to a Game Boy remake over the coming years. But I do think the Analog Pocket will grab Nintendo's attention when they see the sales of that actual product. And those of you that are new, uh, Analog is a company that have been redesigning old retro consoles, and now they're going to remake the original Game Boy that has a better screen, metal body, and it can play your original cartridges. Now, there's a few ways the the Game Boy remake can go. They can go down the classic mini console route where they just preload it with 10 to 15 games, and that's basically the GB Boy. And for those of you that don't know the GB Boy, a few videos back we did a video on it, and it's a fake Game Boy that comes preloaded with 15 games and it has the ability to play cartridges as well as a backlit display. Now this thing is only 25 bucks or something like that so it's incredibly cheap. It is low quality. It's came out of China but that's as close as you're going to get to it with preloaded games. Admittedly it's illegal. China shouldn't really be doing this because but because of the laws in China they can get away with it and Nintendo can't really grab them by the neck. So them doing this Uh, In Western parts, I can't see them doing it. The only people that can get get away with it is Nintendo. So hopefully they don't bring out a console or a handheld that comes preloaded. I want to see this come out before 2030. I know you're probably thinking, Jesus Christ, that's a long way away. But I want it to have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth uh, connectivity. Wi-Fi because I want you to be able to download games to this. The Game Boy cartridge scene is going to blow up once the analog pocket comes up and with that is going to come inflated prices as well. So just getting a hold of Pokemon or Zelda, you're going to be paying $30 to $50 just for the cartridge when the analog pocket comes out. The demand for them is going to be high and there's not really many out there. Admittedly, there's loads, but a lot of people want them in good nick. They want new batteries in them. So we're going to see that market explode when the analog pocket comes out so hopefully when nintendo does release a game boy remake you will have wi-fi connectivity to be able to download old pokemon games or sorry old nintendo games from a specific store now people may think you know i'd rather pay 50 dollars and have 15 preloaded games but i'd happily pay upwards of 100 dollars to have this wi-fi route where i can go and download games now this goes to Another subject where uh, licenses and agreements from Nintendo will have to come into effect. Like, can they start selling other developers' games on the store? 
yes, they'll be able to get around it. Yes, they'll have to give the developers a slice of commission, but I think that's probably the greatest thing they can do. There's old developers out there that are struggling and there's still new developers out here which are booming, but also have Game Boy games. And I think allowing Nintendo to make a little store on this upcoming Game Boy remake will benefit the small developers and the big developers. And they don't they need to keep these prices down like $5, I think, for these games. They need to stop charging like $30 for a re Game Boy remake. Now, we haven't seen them really come to the Nintendo Switch, like classic remakes. Um, obviously, we've got Pokemon Let's Go, but, you know, we need classic remakes and we've got the Zelda Link's Awakening. But why not give those files to us via the Nintendo Switch for a very small price. I don't know why they don't do it, but that's probably a bigger separate video that we can talk about that. So hopefully we'll see them come out with a Wi-Fi shop that will bring back all of the old consoles that are downloadable and hopefully put a bit of money into other developers' pockets. Now, obviously, um, the remake will need to be much better quality. I don't want them going down the plastic route. I want them to go full-blown metal. Now, if you look at my screen now, I don't know if you know, but there is something that's obviously a concept, but it's called the Nintendo Flex. A designer uh, by the name of uh, YJ Noon has actually created this, and it is probably the sexiest thing I've seen all year. Like, this is what you want out of a Game Boy remake. It's got that it's new display. It's got really cool buttons. I don't know if you can see here. Like, I really like the look of that. I know a lot of you will be like, that D-pad is disgusting. But obviously, if this comes out before 2030 in a few years, hopefully it will be modular. And I want it to be modular because so many people are modding Game Boys these days. There are companies primarily built on just selling modded Game Boys. Like, the demand for them is incredibly high because people like customizing them, they need to add a backlit display. So having something like this that Nintendo can release that has interchangeable shells, uh, lenses, buttons will be absolutely awesome and it'll keep the community going and help them create custom uh, builds of the Game Boy Remake. But obviously, again, you could argue that Nintendo will never do this because they can then start selling limited editions of the consoles, which they will probably do like you're seeing with the Switch Lite and stuff like that. But no doubt the community will come out with buttons if the Game Boy Remake comes alive. Now, still looking at this concept, like it's got USB-C charging. It's even got a, um, what is this? Is this like a, a stylus? I think it's a stylus. Like, it's got a headphone jack. Admittedly, I'd like it to go down the super futuristic route, as in wireless charging, Bluetooth connectivity, so you can connect headphones via Bluetooth, a high-resolution display, and possibly, you know, uh, stay away from ports to make it all look super, super flush. But some of the designs that YJ Noon has created is absolutely stunning. Like, it's kept some of the old classic Game Boy look to it, you know, with these grooves here on the corner. And he's even gone into the box design as well. I can absolutely imagine this coming out and having Bluetooth connectivity. So if you do want to trade or you do want to play games with other Game Boy Remake customers, you can via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. Like that would be absolutely awesome. And that's what I want to see from them. A company called Hyperkin, you may know them. They have done a load of accessories. They've actually created a concept, a real concept called, I think it's called the Hyperkin Ultra Boy. Now this was featured at CES 2018. And I remember seeing it and being very, very excited, tweeting them and asking them and they're like, yeah, it's going ahead. And all of a sudden 
out of nowhere, it disappeared. And obviously Nintendo were on their back and said, nope, you can't do this. Why? Obviously because they want to keep the copyright of their... So this was the Game Boy Pocket. Um, but I don't see why Nintendo wouldn't go down this route. You know, they can sell all of their old games. They can sell a new handheld. It's just when is the question and how much. Like the Analog Pocket... Here it is. This is going to be the nearest we're going to get. It's an official product. It's legal. You can buy it. It's, I think it's designed and made in America. If I'm right, I might be wrong. And it's just a stunning, stunning handheld that I can't wait to get hold of. It's got USB-C charging. It's high tech. You know, it's got shoulder buttons as well. But it is, I think, $200. But one of the cool things which, which I like about this is that it has a dock allowing you to use it switch style where you just connect it up to your hdmi tv slot it in connect a wireless controller and you're ready to go and play game Boy games on the big screen if nintendo did this they would absolutely have to make a dock for it or somehow connect it to your tv maybe they'd let it connect via your switch dock perhaps that would be a route they could go down that would be pretty cool but they'd have to make the game boy quite Thin. I think they could do it 100%, um, but obviously not a lot of people do have a Switch dock, so they'd have to sell a separate dock. Like this, like look at this. 3.5 inch display, resolution of 1600 by 1440 with a PPI of 615. Like it has got some serious, serious tech under this thing. Like the analog pocket, I would have liked wireless charging, but hey, you know, this is some, this is a way that Nintendo can go and basically beat them in terms of, you know, the later technology. Now, price range and stuff and, you know, like, you know, release dates, I don't know. If, if Nintendo was to release a Game Boy Remake, it would have to be under the Nintendo Switch price, 100%. So you'd be seeing it between $100 and $150, in my personal opinion. And then again, you'd have to buy cartridges. And then again... You'd have to uh, have a Wi-Fi connection, but everyone does, and I think they can make a lot of money through this. You know, a lot of their Nintendo DS players would like to play some older games that came out before they were born. You know, so having this capability of going into the Wi-Fi store, downloading them, is going to be super easy. And those files are super, super small. You know, only a few megabytes, so it won't be too easy to download. Um, but you know. I'm not a professional when it comes down to what licenses Nintendo's has. I don't even know if they could do this. Let me know if you think Nintendo could create a store in a Game Boy below. Like, is it possible? I don't know. I guess it could be. Like, Nintendo can do absolutely anything. In terms of release date, no time soon. No time in the next five years. I think they've got more important things on their hands. But the demand will be there in the next five to ten. Like People want this. And I think when they see the analog pocket and the huge success it will make. And people wanting to buy cartridges. Nintendo will start putting a plan together on how they could probably sell one. And what they can do. So hopefully the analog pocket does do well. People buy it and then Nintendo see it. And hopefully come out and be like hey. Let's make a Game Boy Advance version. That's probably the route they'd have to go down. Create a Game Boy Advance version so that they can sell GBA, Game Boy, and Game Boy Color games to go alongside it.
and then you could come out with a new Nintendo DS, but that is 20 years down the line before they do that. So that's my personal opinions on a Game Boy remake. Yes, I think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to do it in the next 5 to 10, you know, and it's going to need a lot of technology within it, wireless charging. It's going to need somewhere to download games because if they don't, people are going to hack it and download illegal ROMs, which Nintendo also don't want to do. So having a... Uh, a store, an official store that you can go and download games, I think would be really good. And they wouldn't have to have every single game on it. Like, no way. If you just put up 100 games, um, that would be fine. People can go out and buy the cartridges if they want to. And then if the developers are interested, they can get involved with Nintendo to release it on the store. So there you have it, my thoughts on a Game Boy Remake. Um, now let's go through some questions that you guys have asked in the previous episode. So if you do want your questions asked, I do it after the podcast on every episode. So get your questions in the comment section below and I will answer them in the next episode. So let's take a look at some questions. There is a lot of questions. There's 150 comments in this one. Let's see if we can beat it this episode. If we get over 150 comments, I will be well impressed. Okay, so um, let's take a look. There was some really good questions on here. Um, I imagine the future, so Nafniku says, I imagine the future retro gaming with a powerful Android smartphone connected with a Bluetooth controller, don't you? Now I get asked this question a lot. Why would you buy the Retro Game 350 if you can just download the apps on my Android phone? It's a great question. Not a lot of us can afford to buy a retro handheld, so why not download the free app and download the ROMs on your smartphone? Yes, you can go down that route. But me personally, I hate playing on a smartphone. It just doesn't feel right. Admittedly, you can connect up a controller or a gamepad. That makes it a lot more uh, reasonable. But when I play games on a handheld or on an Android phone, I play for a long time. I'm probably playing, like last night, I played Pokemon Silver for probably two hours. Can you do that on an Android smartphone? Yes, but you're gonna be very, very low battery by the time you finish that. And some people by the end of the day when they wanna play their games have like 50% or less battery. So it's always that, you know, when I'm on a bus ride, do I wanna play Pokemon? Yeah, but how's my battery gonna survive after that, you know? So if, you, if you're wanting to pick up and play games, yes, I think a lot of people will still use an Android-based handheld with a controller. That's the best way to go. But for me personally, I'm very much playing when I'm out on the go and I don't want to risk my battery life and being in an awkward situation where I'm just in the middle of the streets and um, got my Pokemon to play. Sebastian says, are you planning on just talking about handhelds? It would be interested to know your top one game of every Nintendo home console. Blimey. So Sebastian, to answer your question, no, this podcast isn't going to be just about handhelds. This is going to be about anything retro gaming. I've, I've got a list of a few episodes that I want to produce. One is about uh, should you start collecting retro games or gaming peripherals and products in this current climate? As you well know, we are in a sticky situation. Is it good? Is it bad? Should you sell? Should you buy? What should you do? I want to do an episode on that. Alongside that, again, I'm well into my Pokemon cards and collecting them. Is it a good time to buy? How should you get involved? How do you flip Pokemon cards to make money? Which ones are worth some? So as you can see, I want to go into a 
bunch of different categories you know and maybe even go into specific games or go into like where the retro gaming industry is going as you know sonic the hedgehog came out in the movie theaters not long ago like there is so much to talk about in this niche and that's why i really think this podcast is going to be a lot of fun for uh, me to just talk with you about random stuff now I think a lot of the times I'm going to talk about news. So if anything new newsy comes out, like a new product, a new handheld, a new Nintendo game, I'll probably use the week's episode to talk about that. But when there's nothing to talk about, it will be general thoughts and opinions on the stuff that me and you are interested in. Um, people are asking me to put this on Spotify. Now, admittedly, I don't know how to do that as of yet. This is very much uh, the second episode. I don't know how views are going to do. I don't know how engagement's going to do. Um, But I can imagine after about 10 episodes, if I'm still doing it and you guys are still enjoying it, yes, it will go to audio form. Uh, So definitely look out for that. I just don't know how it works. And like, you know, I want this to be beneficial for me and you. If it's costing me a load of money to run, I'm losing money and nobody's really interested, then I just can't imagine it would go forward. Like I'd have to get a quite a few uh, bits of engagement off you guys and just a load of comments really so if you do enjoy it please just thumbs up because that's the best way this video is going to get seen and obviously drop in your comments below as well um uh do you think the analog pocket will be able to access region locked games i think if they if they keep locked games within certain cartridges and stuff they're they're going to miss out on a lot of uh you know, customers. This is going to have to be region free for me personally. If it's not region free, people will be like, well, what's the point? Sourcing these games and stuff is going to be a lot harder. But I really do think analog are going to nail it. And my personal like feelings on analog is I think they're trying to market themselves too much like Apple. They think they're the big dogs in the retro gaming industry where at this moment they probably are. They are making the finest products around in terms of uh, remakes, but they don't really answer any support. They don't really answer any Twitter or social questions. They just post and like schedule posts and that's it. Admittedly, if their product's great, nobody cares. It's good stuff, but I would like them to be a bit more like you know, start talking to the community and be a bit more community driven because we all have a ton of questions about that handheld and yet they're just posting up tweets about what games they have on the Game Boy. Um, so hopefully we we see them tweet a bit more. Um, so Jonathan Earl says, um, if you could design your own handheld console, what features and specs would it have? Sub question, what would you you give your very own designed handheld console? That is a good question, mate. Thank you very much, Jonathan. I appreciate that. Now, me personally, you know I am absolutely in love with the RG350M. It's a new handheld. It's basically a metal version of the RG350. That, for me, is near perfect. Uh, I'd like it to have like widescreen capabilities. I know I'm a bit of a freak, but I do actually kind of like playing in stretched versions, like a stretched aspect ratio. So I think stretching the RG350M out a little bit would be really, really cool. And then just like pumping it with high technology stuff. I'm fed up of seeing these Chinese handhelds come out and they're still using micro USB-C in their old technology, their plasticky shells. I want one with wireless charging. If you whack the wireless charger in the RG350M, you know, and Bluetooth connectivity and the actual HDMI port works, boom. That would be the perfect pocket handheld. But, you know, they're just a bit behind. They have they want to keep their profit margins to the max. So uh, they're not doing it yet. So that would be my go-to handheld, a stretched RG350M. What I'd call it, oh, Lord, I, d- I don't know. I really don't know. 
Um, I saw another uh, another one called the Retro Carnival. That was quite good. You know, you'd like to call it like the Retro Pocket, but I don't know. I, I literally don't know. That's a good comment for you guys. Drop a comment below on what you'd call your dream handheld. Retro Play? The Play... Retro Prime? Ret I, like, I don't know. Drop your comments below. That was a great question, though, Jonathan. I appreciate that. Um, uh, James Collects, what do you think the next classic console would be and what games would you like to see on it? Now, that, my friend, is such a good question that I'm actually going to write that as a whole new episode. So that might be coming up in the next few weeks. Thank you very much, James. So that'll be an episode on the upcoming classic consoles. And I can see a few coming. Like I reckon... You know, the Sega Mega Drive Mini sold quite well. I can see a few things coming out after that. So that is going to be uh, in another video. Uh, Todd says, if nostalgia is always available, does it exist? It's a personal opinion. Well, like I, What I find, find nostalgic, you guys probably don't. Nostalgic means something that you reminisce on the past. Now, everyone's born in different times you know uh, my father probably thinks nostalgia is when he was playing with like wooden dolls or some rubbish you know or when he when he made his first computer where me nostalgia for me is like game boys and retro gaming whereas the audience younger than me that's maybe like 15 years old up to 20 their their nostalgia is probably video games fortnite and maybe the nintendo switch you know so nostalgia is Always changing. Um, i got a question. I'm really big into Game Boy Advance, SNES, N64, and PS1. I'm torn between the RG350GKD350H, Kitty Pow X15, and the Kitty Pow X18. There are so many choices around the same range. What's your suggestion? So you said Game Boy Advance, SNES, N64, and PlayStation 1. If you So look at the Odroid Go Advance. Now, I am, I'm a bit skeptical with the Odroid Go Advance. It is a very, very powerful handheld for the price. It's $60 and it can emulate N64 games perfectly. But you have to build it yourself. Some people don't like that, even though it is quite fun. Secondly, the build quality is very, very poor. Like, I really don't like the feel and look of the Odroid Go Advance. I know a lot of you could say, well, you can change up the shells and stuff. You can... But, you know, like, I don't know. I'm hoping they come out of a metal version, and that'll be really, really cool. So check out the Odroid Go Advance if you're looking for N64 emulation affordably. Now, it only has a handful of buttons, so that might be a bit, a bit tricky to use some N64 games. So take that in mind. If not, look at the Game Boy 1-Up. It's pretty good. Um, last and final question. Let's go with Bungalow Bill. Do you like the GPI case? Yes. For those of you that don't know what the GPI case is, it's basically a RetroPie Game Boy shell that looks like the original Game Boy DMG. It's a DIY kit. You buy the case, you buy the Raspberry Pi, and you fit it together, and it's basically a pimped Game Boy DMG that you can play ROMs on. Definitely check out that. I want them to update it soon. Like, it is a couple of years old. Uh, I have quite good connections with them, so hopefully uh, when they do come out with something, they'll send us a review unit. Um, but yeah, definitely look into that if you're after a RetroPie DIY mod. Okay, so a lot of you are asking audio form. I know, I, know, I just don't know how to do it. Um, like, do... 
I don't know if you just upload to Spotify and it's sorted. I will look into that. I will look into that if it gets steady, consistent views for the next month or two. Um, so if you do enjoy it, please do hit that thumbs up button. That will help. And if you're new to the channel, do hit subscribe. We come out of these weekly talks every week on the uh, the new podcast, which I'm calling Retrospect. And this is episode two. So there you have it, guys. Get your questions in below. Next episode, I'm going to do more questions. I think I'm going to do like 50-50. 50% of the podcast is on a subject and 50% of the podcast is going to be straight up Q&A. Like, Ermia says, what's your favorite Pokemon game? Pokemon Red, straight up. Was born and raised in it. Basically came out the fetus with Pokemon Red in the hand. <laughs> okay, there you have it, guys. As always, thank you for watching, and I'll see you in the next, the next episode of Retrospect. Peace.